Welcome back again. This is Jeff and Rick, and we want to continue to talk about the three P's, passion, purpose, and presence. At the same time, we want to take it a little further for you. And with that, we're just going to jump right into it. Rick, why don't you get us started? Yeah, you know, now that we've laid the foundation, we've talked about, you know, these ideas of trueness, then the three P's, and then we've actually had conversations with a couple of people talking about what the three P's have meant to them and how we've, you know, they've seen it manifest in their lives. I think the next question is, okay, so that's really good stuff for someone, right? And then we ask ourselves, well, how, what does that mean to me? How can it help me achieve goals in my life, right? I always ask myself, now what? Every time I learn something new, I read a book or whatever, I always go, now what? Now what do I do with the knowledge and the information that I've acquired? Not only that, you know, I also ask myself, how do I do something meaningful with the knowledge, right? Like how do I actually apply it and work it into my life and the work that I do? Uh, you know, and, and those are some of the questions that we plan on answering in the coming episodes and blog posts and things like that. And I want to remind everybody that, you know, we are talking about, well, we call it the work of trueness. So trueness. And it's important to, to keep that in mind as we move forward, because we want to help you apply your own trueness as a leader. And we commit to an unfolding process in this work that supports your practice as a leader. Yeah, you know, I, I think I think it's in large part it's about setting goals, right? That's kind of how we figure out how to get from point A to point B. And the path for me always starts with identifying the status quo, right? Like where am I now? You have to understand everything, the environment, everything that you've done, all of what surrounds you. And from there, once you kind of have the lay of the land in that respect, I think it's helpful to imagine a or envision a preferred or ideal future, right? The To dream the dream, you know, what's the desired end state of whatever idea you have made reality? Like, what does that look like? And so then the image in our mind becomes like a mountain, right, in the distance. Um, someone we were just talking about earlier you know, you and I were talking offline about someone who, in an offsite that you and I also facilitated, said something to the effect of the, I, the purpose of leadership is to provide direction, not necessarily yeah. directions. Remember that? Yeah, I and, do remember that. And, and to me, that, that always solidified this image of a mountain in my mind. And I started to use that analogy with people where we can see it in the distance and we know that we have to get there, but we have to trust the people around us. Right. That they have an understanding of what the ultimate objective is um, and trust them to get there however they're going to get there. And so I take that same image and I reapply it to what we're talking about here. Right. So the image in our mind is the mountain in the distance. It's the objective that we keep in sight as we begin our journey, because we know that our paths are seldom, if ever, straight. Right. And we can lose our way in the tough parts. Right. The dips and the valleys and the dark forests. And we come out the other side and maybe we can still see this mountain in the distance and we have to course correct or whatever the case might be. But it's it's the summit that we keep in sight at all times. Right. And everything that we do to get there. 
That's the mystery, right? That's the challenge. And quite honestly, honestly, in that undiscovered country, that's all the reasons to quit. They exist in there because it's all scary and daunting and dark and unknown. You know, and, and I wrote something recently about, you know, change and transition, right? And we talk about change. There's, in my mind, there's three misconceptions about change. And one, the first one is that change is constant, right? And change is not constant. That's my take on that. The second misconception um, is that there's good change and there's bad change. And my counter to that is change is, simply is. It's neutral. Good and bad is what we apply to it afterwards, right? And then the third thing is that change is hard. And it's not hard because the change is a thing. Sometimes it's actually literally an instant. It's a moment in time. It's a marker of where things were going and maybe where they're going now. It's the transition. That's the hard part. And that's really an idea that I think is worth us talking about, discovering and exploring more in you know our time to come in, in future episodes, if you will. You know, two things, Rick, you make me think of there is one is, and for those of you listening, you'll probably see my seventh blog post in a series of seven before you are listening to this, actually. (laughs) And it is about it's about a change and therefore a larger transition that my wife and I are in. And I won't get more into that, but you make me think about that. Rick Rick is very familiar with what I'm talking about. We've sold our house. We're moving. We're downsizing, simplifying all that. But, you know, it's a significant transition for us to change. You know, there are pieces of many pieces of that transition that are just change. And I like the way you say that it's it's neutral is change. And the other thing you made me think of is I I have uh, a couple of coaching clients that have are wrapping up. They're at the end of the transition coaching program. They wanted to go through with me and they were both in major life and professional, you know, personal and professional transition driven by the professional, you know, causing a lot of personal transition as well. And, and I talked to one yesterday and we were at the very last session actually. And he said something, he said, um, he said, you taught me something. And he said, I'm going to quote you. And it's funny because I'm going, is that really what I said? But anyway, (laughs) I took it because it sounded really cool. But he said, you taught me. He said, because you said this to me, he said, you have to respect the process. Hmm. And that has two applications here for what Rick and I are talking about. One is transition is a process and it demands your respect. And we miss so much creative opportunity because we don't even acknowledge that we're in a transition. We acknowledge the changes and we react to them a lot of times with the grieving process, but that's just a change might just be the beginning of a larger transition, which is going to include many other changes, but we have to honor that process. And there's another process we have to respect and honor. And that's the process of story. And that leads us to a lot of what we are setting up here, which is the need for practicality or application and practice. And that application and practice of your leadership is really not about you. It's more about those you lead, influence, and serve. But as I have to remind a lot of coaching clients, you taking time for yourself should not be accompanied by guilt 
or feeling selfish because actually it's just the opposite. It's selfless. You taking time to make yourself better is making you better for those you lead, influence, and serve. And so the application and practice pieces that we hope to be getting into are are more about what is required of you as a leader in these days. And, and with that, I, I I have to wonder if these last several years of this economic downturn in this young century, I see it as a it has brutalized us in familiar yet too many times unseen ways. And I am speaking more organizationally here. Mm-hmm. And what I mean by that is that instead of seeing opportunity in a challenging time or a transition, too many of us or too many in leadership positions have dug in with 20th century ways of doing things. And there's only one story to be told there, and it's not a good one. It's yeah. actually kind of sad. And so, you know, with that, I want to say just a, a little bit more about story and, and and coming back to the three P's we've been focusing on, and that is passion to purpose to presence, because we, Rick and I, believe that that is the flow of trueness and that we become leaders in this this 21st century as we become fully aware of this flow for us as unique individuals. And in this very flow is a picture of of what those those whom we lead, influence and serve need and subsequently expect from us. So in order to free those that we are leading into the how of what needs to be done, you know, in the day to day, we've got to lead them through the complete and orderly process of what a real story is and even what a real transition is. And it's the why to what to how. And, and that's a process that leverages the power of story that leverages the process, the true, very well required process of transition as we lead and execute as business leaders. Yeah. You know, in, in, in leading is a part of that is helping other people not quit. And sometimes we have to almost lead ourselves, right? Where you have to almost disconnect yourself. You know, inside we have to have this voice of reason that we can recognize and take the step back and, and help lead. And, and part of that is like leading through and beyond all of these reasons to quit that I was talking about before. And so there is no reason to quit. At least, at least no reason to quit out of fear, right? So don't fear the transition. Don't fear the change. Fear standing still, you know, deer in the headlights. That's a deadly moment. The three P's are really among a vast assortment of tools. And Jeff, you and I have talked about this a lot, where there are many models, right, to help people understand themselves, uh, personalities. You know, you can be color, a letter, an animal, you know, a fruit, a tree, like whatever. There's all these different things that we can do to figure out what we are and who we are according to these various models. And and honestly, Jeff and I are model agnostic because the important thing, right, is to choose a model and then stick with it and let everything sort of un- unravel and reveal itself because the tools help us to demystify this undiscovered country, right, to, to have the courage to go down into it and map a path. You know, don't get me wrong, creating a path into and out of the wilderness is is not simple, right? Often is not simple. Or I should say, sometimes it is simple, but it's not easy, right? So it's not always easy to do. And the three Ps are by no means a guaranteed method for success. This is what we're bringing to this community. Some people are going to be like, you know what? I've got a better model. 
I'm going to still listen to you guys because you're funny, you're nice guys, whatever, but I'm not going to hang anything on these three Ps. And for others, it might make more sense and it might help them visualize things that are going to be helpful for them. In my mind, in the end, the tools help keep us on track and help keep the ultimate objective in view. And then when the objective is not in view, it's the internal compass that keeps us sort of going in the right direction. So the three Ps can become guiding principles that allow people to navigate any terrain, no matter how seemingly unpassable it might first appear to be. And, and you know, Rick, if those three Ps are guiding principles, they, they are so for a positive journey as a leader. And we're talking about leaders who are in touch with his or her own trueness. And so with that said, it's going to be very, I think it's wise that we know the opposites of those three Ps, the, the more negative side or the, the side we need to be as we navigate that terrain, the, the sides that can make it impassable if we allow it. And so with passion, its opposite is a compulsion to be successful. And purpose has an opposite of a compulsion to be right. And presence has an opposite which is the compulsion to be powerful. Yeah, Dr. Phil has this thing that he's said in the past, and I can't believe I'm quoting Dr. Phil. You know, because it just made me think about the, the, the opposite of purpose. You know, this compulsion to be right. He says, would you rather be right or would you rather be happy? So, mm. you know, and, and we could come up with, with little stories for each of those opposites, but I just thought that was uh, one that might help kind of illustrate what it is that you're talking about. And, and you know what, before we close, Rick, you, you, you made me think of something that from that very conversation yesterday that I wanted to share with our listeners, and I hope I can make the tie in here, in that, you know, right back to the beginning, Rick, when you were talking about, uh, I'm trying to remember the exact language you used, but, you know, how you, we need to stop and, and take stock of where we are and then look out, that now what, what is it, and and. A thing that I felt there as you were talking was, what is your desire? Mm -hmm. And as you know, I ask people all the time, you know, what do they desire and intend for those they lead, influence, and serve? And my own intent, which is way out there, that I'm drawn to is that people I coach and teach will lead others to their own authentic confidence. But I have no control over that. And I don't even know if that happens. But I, it doesn't stop me from being drawn to it. Well, yesterday, this very client was telling me uh, the process that we went through. Uh, it was the transition he was thrown into, he was shoved into, took away some of his confidence. So that was part of our process was to build his confidence. After all, that's my purpose and my brand. Mm -hmm. And but he told me this story. That a, someone he, he knows doesn't know extremely well, but he's known her and worked with her varying times over many years with two different companies that where he was. And recently she was thrown into shoved into a transition as well, lost her job and had reached out, you know, to him and just said, you know, here's an update and, uh, I'm just going to go to work at a dental office and be an office manager. Now, Please don't anyone take that as we're putting down being an office manager at any place, especially at a dental office. But what stirred Steve, my client, was, oh, my gosh, wait a minute. Look at her history. I know what she's done. I've, I've interacted with her through the years at these two companies. And and because what she told him was it's all over. 
it's all over. The, my career's ended. Mm. So I'm just going to do this. So the just word was very powerful. I'm just going to do this. And Steve wouldn't stand for it. He, he was so disturbed by it. He got on the phone. He called some people. He made some connections. The next thing she knew, she had interviews back in her old skill set. You know, her, her long time skill set. Her confidence and her, her language and her attitude, everything went straight up and she changed. Mm. And she took, she changed the, the target where she was looking. And I told him, I said, you just don't know how happy that makes me. Look at what you were doing. You were lovingly leading someone else to their own authentic confidence. So my mission's been accomplished. <laughs> yeah. and, and I thank you for helping me do that, Steve. You, you know but, what? I, I think the tie-in to, to what we're talking about, though, is he served a leadership role for her, right? It's a, I love this. This is a beautiful example because you don't have to be formally anointed a leader of a group of people, right? Our opportunity to lead can come from anywhere at any time. And so he chose a moment to reach out to someone and lead them through a difficult transition, right? Yes. It was dark. Maybe she had curled up in a ball, right? Didn't know where to go. Justed herself. You know, I'm just, oh, I hate that word. <laughs> but through the compassion and the love that we always talk about, a little guidance, a gentle nudge, maybe helped her reconnect with passion or purpose or presence, one of those P's to get her started down that path again that might be able to help her reach that mountain in the distance. Good. Thank you for thank you for making me feel better about <laughs> slipping that story in. <laughs> so so for everyone, thank you and and listen, based on the need for your authentic application of who you are as a leader and, and considering your own unique environment and opportunities that you have uh, where you lead, we're going to be developing podcasts that will be most helpful for your leadership journey. So we thank you for listening. And if you have any requests or suggestions for what you'd like to hear from us specifically as we talk about transition and story and, and, and the further application and practice of the three P's, let us know, and you can feel free to to let me know at uh, my direct email address, jeff at jeffbrunson.com. And that's B-R-U-N-S-O-N, jeff at jeffbrunson.com. Thanks again.